Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Troy Dooley here, and I am the host of the Beachside CEO Radio Show. Yes, we have finally combined all of the radio shows into one. So now what you hear over at the Home Business Radio Network, actually you'll be hearing live daily because this is now part of our new recording that we're going to be putting over there. So you're listening to it live, then it goes over into the network for people to listen to. And I'm excited about this because over the last couple of months, even as I've been traveling on the road, we have been putting together some rocking stuff at the Home Business Radio Network. And one of the things that we're doing now is we're starting a brand new contest so that all of our listeners can really tap into the power of Positive Powered Radio. And that's what we're doing. I'm excited about this. This is just one more uh, one more way that I get to serve. I had somebody over the weekend, <clears throat> because I'm going to be in an upcoming, I don't know if it's an upcoming ebook or a book that's being published by Better Networker, but they, they asked, Troy, how do you know how much time you're to give back to the industry and how much time you're to charge for? And I said, you know, it's very simple for me. I've, I've kind of taken a, a little bit out of the Bible, and, and I, I tell you, it's really good business because I've seen other people do it. And what I do is I look at the time that I actually put on the books that I'm charging clients each month, and I take about 15% of that, and I give back to our, our association, not our association, but our, our community, because I want to be able to serve the average people. I was listening this morning to Todd Falcone at the Home Business Radio Network, and he was talking about just always being there, always being present, always looking for an experience, an opportunity to share with others. And that's really what I try to do. I, I give because I want to, not because somebody told me I had to. And I have found that it comes back just many, many times, not in the form of money like you might see from some TV, Yahoo, you know, preaching about a hundredfold minister or anything like that. But it comes back in the relationships that I build in the in the business that God creates for us and in my personal relationships. So this is exciting to us. Starting probably in August, uh, we will start doing the Beachside CEO TV, and you will be able to watch us streaming live on the Internet as we record the radio shows. We're really digging in deep. We're already starting to do this with some of the newscasts that we do at Home Business Radio Network, so you're going to get to see it here. But we're continuing in Greg Hartman's wonderful book, Do Due Diligence, Cutting Through the Crap, in network marketing. You can actually go to do due diligence dot com. That's D O D U E Diligence D I L I G E N C E Do Due Diligence dot com. Learn more about Greg, more about this book. This is a book that I highly recommend you have in your library. It, it it's a reference guide. You can go back to it, check out some of the stuff. Greg doesn't dig deep and, and try to fill your mind. Now this boy's an engineer by trade, but he doesn't suck you in like that. He just shares the overall. But what he is good at, far above numbers, is that when you go to him and say, I need coaching, I need to find out who I really am, he's one of the best at bringing out who you really are and helping you create what you need to create. And to me, that's really the most important. That's the power behind this. Man, it's good to be back home. I was over at Harbor Docks this morning. I'm I've been going away from there, not going as many days as I used to, been going to the beach and, and working out. But I tell you, when I can watch the dolphins playing in the harbor, it reminds me how blessed I am that God had allowed us 13 years ago to move to this little town. Now, it gets a little crazy in the summertime because of tourists, but it's well worth it. 
So the day, the types of compensation plans, this is something that I think people really get wrapped up on. And, and I've heard two sides of the story. I'll tell you mine, but here's the deal. I hear people say they come to network marketing because of the money, Troy. You've got you to gotta show the money story. All last week I was working on a comp plan. Well, not all last week, but a lot of last week I was working on comp plans with a new client and one of the top comp plan experts in the industry, and we were coming up with something that would be unique and creative and different. But here's the fun part, and this is what really excites me when clients and I are working together. This client didn't start their business off with a compensation plan. The owners of this company got together and said, we want a mission. We want something that people can be excited about. And they said, well, we're tired of the rhetoric. We're tired of the crap of people talking about, well, we're family. We're all about the family, and then they aren't. And a couple of weeks ago, I met the owners of this new company, and I got to sit around and listen to them as they created their mission, developed their products, made sure that their why was the main focus. And when they were all done with that, before the marketing, the labeling, and everything else, once they had the foundation, then they said, Troy, will you, will you meet us in Orlando so that we can work on the compensation plan? That's when you know you've got a company who's got it right. And that's what's exciting to me. And as I got into Greg's book, I thought, man, Greg gets it. Because he knows compensation plans aren't the beginning, but you've got to have a strong compensation plan that's actually going to help you move the product. Because there's two types of people that get involved in a company. Those that want to build it full-time, like my friend Todd Falcone. And those that want to build it part-time, like my son Josh. You know, you got two different lines here that you got to work with. So what is it? What is it that you need to know? What is the basic? Greg hits this right on. He says no matter what the company is, no matter what the industry is, it doesn't matter. Here's what you do know. You know that there's the, the, the product's wholesale price, which is Y, and the cost of the product, which is X, and the total compensation played to the distributor is Z. So the profits to the company are Y minus X minus Z. Usually that's around 70%. Okay, no matter what the company is. Companies can run on a 30% profit margin. Now, some companies and industries run way less than that, like the, the food, the grocery, the restaurant industry. But for the most part, it isn't that way. For the most part, a 30% in compensation structure, and this comes from studying this, if your compensation plan payout is less than 25%, and and in party plans and stuff like that, we see that because they do a lot more recognition than they do pay. If they're less than 25%, you'll never be able to grow a network marketing business. If it's more than 63% gross payout, here's what's going to happen. You're going to fail because you won't have enough money to pay and run the company. It's just that, that plain and simple. The average compensation plan today will have a 50% payout through all generations usually around a 20-25% in personal sales. The rest is broken up into the generational overrides, the levels, and all that kind of stuff. So you got to know that. When you, when you see the marketing that says 100% payout, that is a great marketing. Matter of fact, I, was, I, I cut my teeth, and, and the majority of my time in network marketing was with one company. And at the very, very top, we had 101% payout. No, I didn't say pay out of what, did I? Now, see, we're in the financial service arena, so it's a, it's a lot more complicated. But I'm going to share a little bit here in a little 
uh, as we go through the show, sharing about how Primerica, A.L. Williams, has, has, not had, has the greatest compensation structure in network marketing, and yet most people would never, ever touch it. And those companies that have, that have come close, have gone on to be legacy companies in their own niche. It's interesting as you, as you read through this, as we listen to what Greg has to say. Now, all compensation plans have one common denominator that you need to know about. If you want to get paid, you have to work. It's plain and simple. Some compensation plans are more structured for those people that want to recruit and build a sales force. The problem is a lot of times those compensation plans don't reward sales. They reward building the sales force. And I believe for a compensation plan to work in the long run, it has to be balanced in creating sales leaders, people that want to develop people and, and create that. You become a leadership development company all within your own right. At the same time, the compensation plan needs to be balanced in rewarding you for not just personal sales, because that's what you're going to do in the early days, but also for that team sales, for the volume that's being created. And and not all compensation plans are equal when it comes to that. Now, Greg starts off talking about the stair-step breakaway. He says, by far the most common type of compensation plan in network marketing history has been the stair-step breakaway. Now, he's going to have some people that would, would probably disagree with him respectfully. They'd say it was the unilevel. But, but either way, unilevel, stair-step, those are the two that have really cut the mustard against regulatory issues because they are built in a way that rewards for sales. And I think that's the important part. Greg says, it's my personal belief that most compensation plans that survive long-term slowly evolve to resemble the stair-step breakaway. Now, remember, Greg is an analytical-type person, an engineer, so I could see his thought process on that. I, I would probably... I would probably say they, they resemble more of a unilevel than they do the stair-step breakaway. I do believe that most party plans and your Tier 1 companies like Prepaid Legal, Keller Williams, uh, Primerica, World Financial Group, those companies will turn into a stair-step breakaway of some sort, uh, a hybrid, something like that. I agree with him. So I think it's a balance there. But here's the kicker. He says there's two major pitfalls to the, the SSB, the stair-step breakaway. First, there are types of plans that promote front-loaning. Absolutely. Matter of fact, uh, one of the companies now we call Juice Plus, which was NSA many years ago, their plan created front-loading, and it became an issue for them, and they went from water filters into selling uh, nutraceuticals, and it, which was a wonderful move on their part. But what happens is the front-loading will give a bad, bad eye. Matter of fact, uh, uh uh, when you go back to Glenn Turner's company back in the 60s and the 70s, that was what the, the actual regulators nailed them on was the front-loading. They had great cosmetics, and he was a wonderful guy that just loved to help the underprivileged. I think everybody working for him at one time had cleft palate because that was something he was so passionate about, and yet the regulators nailed him. And it was because of the front-loading that was going on. Then people started selling their distributorships at ungodly amounts of money, just try to re they weren't they weren't worried about selling product. Amway, on the other hand, in 1979, was able to break through that barrier because they had created for themselves what they called a 70% rule. <coughs> and although it's not 
totally well understood today because most people don't go back and do their due diligence on what was that. Because of their compensation structure, which, which at that time you wanted to become a direct where you were controlling your downline sales, when you bought and purchased product, they wanted to make sure that you really were selling it to your downline, that you weren't just hoarding it in your garage. And they put in that 70% rule, which was great. Okay, Nowadays, what you see is is a lot of companies, because they're scared because of the front-end loading, they have a 90% buyback. And Greg touches on this in the book. You need to buy the book because I cannot go through everything today. But one of the things you need to to look at, if a company is not part of the DSA, and even if they are, I guess, uh, they may be apt to pull some sneaky tricks on you. The DSA is pretty hard firm when it comes to buyback. They want you to have the the 90-day money-back guarantee. They want you to have a, a, a buyback of all product that's unopened, including the distributor kit. The problem that we sometimes run into is that people uh, don't take good care of the product. They send it back to the company. The company sees a blemish on it, and all of a sudden, you're the bad person, and they, they decide they aren't going to give you 90%. They only give you 50% or something like that. So, you know, seriously, before you start joining any company that you're upline saying you need to buy in at the $10,000 side so that you can work it right. Don't do that. Now, I've got a client who, who has a top-end product line at seven, uh, $700. And because it's, it's a phenomenal situation, you know, people will buy in at that level because they'll end up, their whole family will use the product. Even if they don't go out and sell it, they'll end up with consuming it. And I think that's good. But if you got into the you know, tens of thousands of dollars, I don't think it would work. I think I'd run from those companies. Um, Greg says the second major pitfall is the back-end load. Most SSB plans require a large monthly group volume, okay, and and uh, to qualify to get your override check. Now, Greg sees this kind of as a as a negative in the SSB. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Most of the stair-step breakaways that I've seen, are, are driven by volume. They're driven by the sale of product. I want, I want to t- tap into the, the Primerica saga. Bob Buisson, who happens to be the number one earner, I think, in all of network marketing, makes about $4.1, $4.2 million a month. Okay? Unheard of amount of money, I know. But when he started out, he was a basketball coach, earning about $25,000 a year. And that was in 1977. Because of the hybrid stair-step breakaway that was created by, I, by what, who I think the greatest mathematician ever in network marketing, a guy named Bo Adams, he passed away. When he passed away, he was the United States' fifth largest landholder. But Bo created the compensation structure at, at A.O. Williams, now Primerica. And he looked at all the compensation plans and said, you know, each one of them has a strength. And if we were able to take those strengths, bring them into one compensation structure, we should never have to change our compensation structure. We may periodically change the percentages to keep it balanced between the top end, the middle, and the bottom fresh recruits coming in. And that's what they did. And it was driven on sales. See, the stair-step breakaway, big volume that's needed, is created because of customer sales, not because you're building the network. And I think sometimes that's what leaders misunderstand. The stair-step breakaway was created so that companies could 
very quickly reward sales leaders and the part-time person, while at the same time knowing they were building a longevity type of company because their products were something that everybody would need. When AOEM started, they needed life insurance. And everybody in middle America was hurting because they were getting very little through whole life. Today, they still ring true with buy term and invest the difference. And one of the things that made it work for them is that people had to get licensed in the beginning. And if you weren't licensed, you couldn't go out and make a sale. So they kind of took from the the Aussie 2-up, which is not a good comp plan, and they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to schedule three training sales that you're going to go on. Your upline sponsor will end up making the commissions off that because you are not licensed to make those commissions. But at the same time, when you bring in new people into the business, you're going to take their first three training sales. It worked out phenomenally well and has for almost, well over 35 years. And you know what it did? It drove sales to where now Primerica Life Insurance, which is the underwriter for everything that Primerica Financial Services does, literally is the world's largest life insurance company with face amount on the books. I think $375, $400 billion that they have. That's huge when you think about it. And, it, and it's a way to make that stair-step work. Now, Greg talks about on the backside, volume. The reason Bobby Buisson makes the kind of money he does is because over the years, people continue to keep their life insurance policy, especially when it's a 20-year term. When they're putting money into mutual funds and annuities, they're not taking the money out. So as that money grows under management, as that face amount grew under management, each year that it was on the books, overrides were cut because the insurance company would pay overrides on an annual basis. And over the years, with all that face amount of insurance and Bobby being one of the the original eight founders in that company, his income has grown because the the business stays on the book, which is why the back-end money that Greg says, hmm, that's a little negative, it isn't when you actually have good products to sell. And Greg's a product guy, let me tell you. And that's why I that's why I think the SSB is really good. And you see that a lot in party plans because in party plans the, the passion is for that part time person to go out there and make money, whether it's Tupperware, Pampered Chef, Discovery Toys, uh Usborne Books, whatever the case is. It's really driven around women. A lot of clothing companies are that way. And they reward the ladies in sales, and people say, Troy, I don't think those companies can make it. How how can you order monthly? Well, it's not really a monthly deal. It's quarterly. See, we get stuck in just seeing one type of compensation plan. I've had the blessing of being in the, able to look at so many different companies with so many different compensation plans and start to understand how it all works within our community, and it's a fun thing, and it's great to look at. Uh, Unilevel plans, these are my favorite because I think you can make these work in just about any company. I used it when I had my bail bond business. And it was phenomenally well because you you can balance the unilevel. You don't you don't do away with people. You know, the stair step breakaway is, is kind of kinda of like a unilevel in the fact that they say you can go as wide as you want and as deep as you want. And that's true. Now now Greg will tell you that in the breakaway plan he says, Yeah, but Troy, you know, in the breakaway you're losing people because they, they, they jump. When they hit your level they, they go on, or if they go above you they go on. And that's true to a certain degree. That's what business is about. Except, again, going to Primerica, they were able to take care of that. See, what they did was when you were getting ready to promote somebody out at your level, 
then that person that was promoting out and leaving you had to replace themselves. So they usually would give you their weakest leg, and that gave you somebody that you could mentor and work with and grow and build from. See, I, I told you, I just think it's great, and I had to bring that up. But in the unilevel, level, if it's not done right, it can kill you because you can't, you can't really go that wide. I don't think you should go more than eight to ten people wide, and you should build. I think with the, with the way that you can build and you taproot, because usually within four generations you'll find another leader, and eventually I'll move up to your front line. Once you understand psychology of people, which is really what it's all about, once you understand that, then the Unilevel plan becomes very good, and it's driven on both personal volume and business volume. So if you're a person that loves to go out there and promote your product, you're never going to stop doing that no matter how high you are. Todd Falcone, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick on Todd because he's my buddy. I can tell you for a fact, Todd is constantly, personally selling. I would say he probably wouldn't call it that, but that's what he does. He's one of the greatest salesmen I've ever known. He's also the greatest builder I've ever known. In his primary company, send-out cards now, besides his training business, which is a multi-million dollar business, I I think if if I was to go in and get the numbers, and and I don't think uh, Beatty would give me these, but I, I would guesstimate that Todd probably makes up about... 15 to 20% of all the business generated in that company because that's what he is. He he knows how to go out there and do things right, and that's what a unilevel comp plan can do for you. You end up continuing to personally sell a product, and you recruit great people who want to sell products. That's what the unilevel plan was created for. That's why the stair step and the unilevel are the two greatest compensation plans. Now, my new client, I'll tell you this, we're, we're kind of working on something new. And it's going to be a new hybrid type deal too because we wanted to take the best of all the compensation plans and put them together and create something that was really cutting edge. So I can't tell you about it, but you're going to be excited when you see it. And I trust trust me, I will be sharing this. So with the unilevel plan, you know, usually a good plan is going to be what we call middle-weighted. First level, maybe 10 15% of sales. Then, then you might go to... 30% of sales, and then go 5% of sales if you're on a small plan. If you're on a big plan, you know, it may be 10, 15, 5. You know, it's that second level that's usually really good weighted. If you've got a, a seven-level plan, usually they'll break that up, and you'll you'll go 10, 5, 5, 10, 5, 5, 6, 3, 7, something like that. It's always that way. A good unilevel is what we call middle weight. Not too high on the top, not too little on the bottom, but right in the middle. You want to drive to the middle levels because that's where the majority of your volume is. And that's where the sales come from. And what it does is it drives the leader to go deep into the compensation plan and work with his leaders. Now, we can't go into all the details of everything that's out there because there's all kinds of of cool things like Zango a few years ago brought up uh, uh, compression. So they were able to show people how they could get paid on 134 levels down if nobody was qualified for the money in between. They truly kept 50% out into the field. Uh, it was a wonderful way to do it. They had uh, another 10%, I think, that they put into bonuses and, and contests and stuff like that. You know, that's what works. Now, the the, the third kind of comp plan is called the matrix. I don't care what you say. I don't like matrix plans, period. Uh, totally, totally, totally don't like it ever, ever, ever. Period. Because when you look at the matrix... It, it, it's, it's, as Greg says, it, it makes a socialistic 
type of, oh, what would you say, um, mindset is what it is. It, it's one of those things that that when you when you think about what we call spillover, where a guy says, you come into my matrix, you're going to have all this spillover because I can't put anybody on my front level anymore. I've got to put them down below, and you're going to win. It, it isn't a win. It becomes an entitlement deal. And I've, I've seen certain matrix works. Melaleuca's got one, and, and a couple other companies have, have used matrix. But they've been a, a, a hybrid type of matrix that really derives towards the selling of a product. And, and they don't even call themselves network marketing companies. They call themselves membership companies. Because when you look at it at the end of the day, if you're not working, Greg said this right here. Let's go back to the beginning of the chapter because I think he says it the best. Oops, went too far. If you want to get paid, you must go to work. That's why the Matrix also want them that the regulators look at very strongly because if the matrix is not created correctly, it can fill up and then the last person would lose. That's why you've got different kinds of matrix and they, they break off and they work. And they, you know, we have one that we created a, a few years ago that we actually got the original idea from uh, Sheffield and Associates. They had what they called a, an expanding matrix. And we kind of tweaked that a little bit and, and used their idea because I thought, man, that, that, there you go right there. It's kind of like a unilevel. You know, you you got to do certain criteria, and then you can expand, and you can create, and you can bring in a new leg, and you can make it work. But if you get the wrong type of people, they'll be driven. And, and I'll tell you what, sadly, this is what a lot of the the new penny auctions, the new you know, unique bid auctions have done. They created it based on a matrix-type plan, and those suck because they can hurt people. Unilevels work, hybrids work, but, but you can't just you do that. The fourth kind of typical comp plan is called the binary, which it's not uh, – binary really isn't even accurate because you end up with three legs anyway, whether people tell you that or not. Most most binaries actually, once you hit a certain level in the binary, uh, you're able to get a new business center, which can come in underneath or above you. Um, some, some binaries will bring it in beside you. Uh, so there's all kinds of stuff like that. Um, I just don't like the binaries, and, I, and I'll tell you why, and we're going to go into this for a little bit. They are a great comp plan. They drive leaders. The matching bonuses is where the big money is made anyway, and that that really focuses on building leaders. But what happens is people don't understand the matri- or the binary. So what they think is they want in the power leg, and they don't understand that you don't get paid on the power leg. You get paid on your weak leg, so you need to put people in the weak leg and build on the weak leg because the company is going to be putting people into the power leg. So people say, well, I don't want to get in unless you're going to put me in your power leg. I want to win. Okay, that doesn't really make it so that you win. I mean, they're so freaking complicated. And some companies have, have taken and created their binary. And then they've turned around and created a product. And those companies haven't lasted, in some cases, even 12 months. So it's one of those things that, that you got to be careful with. you got to know somebody. There's also what they call the binary creep, where they start out real good, but then they got to tweak and change the compensation plan to make sure that everybody's balanced and that the company doesn't go over its cap because there's a certain amount of, of things that you need to understand. I never suggest a binary with a client uh, who, who is really product-focused. I think there's other compensation plans that are better for them. Now, I know they're in vogue, and they're the big thing right now, and, and I don't knock any company 
But when you look at the, the big company, and, and truly when you look at the big companies that are growing, the two biggest right now either have Unilevel or, or a binary hybrid. So obviously some things work, but it just depends on the individual. And if you're a monies guy, you can go in and, and look and figure out your comp plan. Here is where I stand, and this is something that I'll go to my grave on. If you're going to be looking at a network marketing company, the compensation plan should be the last thing that you ever look at. You should be looking at the leadership. Are they sound? Are they true? Do they really believe in what they're doing? You should be looking at the product. Does it have real science behind it? Will it, will it, will it really work? Then you look at the compensation plan because what I have learned is that if you love the product and the leadership, you can take the worst compensation plan in history and become a millionaire because you believe in your product and you want to change the world. If you take the best compensation plan that's ever been created in network marketing and, as Greg says, you don't work, you'll never make any money. So at the end of the day, it's based on you, the product, and the leadership. That's what's going to take you over the top in network marketing. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about making a quick buck or long-haul income. You guys are going to love it. Hey, live life like it's an epic adventure. Remember this. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, then you need to act like it. This is Troy Dooley here on Beachside CEO, heard around the world on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice of Positive Powered Radio. Bye now.